Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi there. This is Bennett Pomerantz. And I, of course, am doing Anything Goes. Tonight's show, of course, is a lovely interview with a a very good friend. I've known her, what has it been, and I dare I say, how old? Ten years, and she's doing wonderfully, and she's got a new book coming up. Her name is G.A. Hauser. How are you? Good. How are you? I don't know what this virus. I really don't. I don't have it, but I'm. I'm just. You don't know what to to really expect out of this thing. You don't know. You know. I mean, what is it? Ten to a uh, hundred thousand deaths right now. It's a little much. Yeah, it's rough. I think everybody's having a hard time. And it's like. The question everybody says is, yeah. oh, was it the virus that killed them? If they died of uh, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, um, basically died of natural causes. Oh, natural. how was it natural causes? <laughs> so let me ask this from uh, David here. David asks you directly, and I, I I think I gave you forewarning on this one. Do you think you'll do a COVID nineteen mystery with with the character or characters you like using? No, I will not. I I think um, at least with my case and my readers, um, it's kind of escapism. I'm not saying that the books are completely devoid of some political slant, but I don't dwell on it. I'm not into that whole heavy. You know, let's include politics that's going on. I mean, it goes on, but it's sort of in the background. So, no, there's no virus in my books. At least, you know, I can't foresee Thank that happening. God. Thank God, because I, I, don't, I don't need it as well. Um, let me – what do you have upcoming as a book? I've got uh, the next one in the I hope that made sense. Yeah, you did. It made sense. It's what, what's my next book? It's book 57. It's called Buying Time. <clears throat> and uh, it's, you know, I have to say, I never in, it, it figured uh, 10 years ago when I first wrote the first one that there would be fans that had been following this story for a decade. I mean, it, you know, it's 57 just with one series. So it's been fun writing it. I feel like it's an alternative universe and everybody can sort of just dive in. So I, I write them like television episodes. I think I explained this on your last podcast because I've been writing that this was, that was That years. was a year and a half ago. <laughs> Amazing. I know. And now a year and a half, that means there's 16 more books in the series, which just blows my mind. But they're written like a television show. You know how television shows have overlapping stories and scenes, you know, and break scenes. Yeah. And that's how this book is written. So when the, you finish the book, it kind of, it sort of tallies up the story that's going on in that book, but it leads you on to the next episode, just like a television show would. And the pilot episode is Capital Games. So if somebody was like, wow, I really want to get into the series, but it's so overwhelming, they just need to, you know, watch the movie online on Amazon Prime or the DVD or Vimeo. And they can kind of get a real fast kind of, you know, dive into the series just with the the original Capital Games movie. So those are the main characters, and then it's just sort of expanded from there. I will tell you, if you haven't seen Capital Games, I know you have. 
But if you haven't seen Capital Game, go get it. It is, okay, you're not going to have major stars in there, but it's a wonderful, wonderful film. And yeah, it, you can read the I book. I think it stood up well, you, you know, considering. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's got a little bit of a cult following because um, I cannot tell you how many links there are right now, pirated links on uh, YouTube and on the net. So it's obviously well-loved. It's just, um, you know, they love it so much they take it. So that's how it is with movies. But I know it's, you know, heck, if it's just making people smile or giving them a couple, an hour and a half of, you know, not thinking about things, that's fine. Okay. That, so, that, yeah. that brings on the point. What do you think your book, how can I express this? Your books have a great following. Have somebody gone, well, what about book 12 or book 10? Uh, you had that character do that. Have you um, ever yeah, gotten I, I that think, lately? Not lately, oh, no, lately. Late, you know. I did, yeah. Actually, the, there were two main characters in the book that um, I, I split up and I had divorce. And I think that really rocked a lot of people because it was sort of, I think, in like the book 20 to 30 t- period. Again, it's all a big blur. It's like the longest story in history. And um, <clears throat> I did get a lot of flack for that. But I kept trying to tell people just to hang in there, hang in there. And I think the the fans that hung in there realized the divorce was okay and that it worked out. And I, I, people got very jarred and upset. So I did get some hate mail. And some really nasty uh, reviews, but look, you know, when you you got to shake things up a little in it, a fifty-something book series. I mean, what did you know? Got up, had coffee, went out. Got up, had coffee, went out, went to bed. I mean, you know, you got to do something. So obviously, I don't have these people doing. I don't like to bring in the kind of drama like, you know, oh, he's been kidnapped and his throat's been slashed. None of that. None of that. It's just, you know, it's not angsty. It's just everyday trial and error. People just trying to make the best of it, and in what you know, in life, in just general life, and that's more where my head is at. And the book you said, what, fifty-seven now or fifty-six yeah. or what? <laughs> yeah, fifty-seven. How I know. do you get? Okay. How do you get so not involved, but you've got the books and fifty-seven of them. It just doesn't just come, you know. If you know what I mean, it it yeah, it, it has but to, it does for me. Know. That's the weird thing. You know, it, it's almost like there in my there's a part of my brain. I don't know if that's just like the arty stuff that people have in their heads that enable them to paint and write and make music. But I can see these characters. I know them. I know how they. You know, obviously I write them, so I know how they smell, how they look, how they feel, what they eat, their habits. They become very real in my head. So when I'm writing. I just think about the character and the character says, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. And I just try to get it down on paper. It's really odd, but I don't even know where these guys came from. They, you know, they came into my head before I was published. I had three novels with the main characters and they never, those never even got published. They just were in, they actually were in a physical manuscript. You know, I think one of them was like a thousand pages. It was just insane. So I've known about these characters for almost 20 years, but you know, it wasn't until I started publishing that I, you know, kind of fine-tuned them, know them well enough. And now my, the fans who have kept up with me and have read all of these in the series, they know them too. So even when I post, I post on Facebook a Daily Mail, just a gorgeous face, sometimes a couple, and they'll go, oh, that's so-and-so, because they, they just feel they know the guys. It's really fun. Do you still get the thrill and fun of it? Of writing? Of writing, yes. Oh, my God, yes. It's my saving grace. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this series or my books, you know, to, to get me through. I mean, seriously, I, I, you know, once I get up, get myself ready, have my coffee, I'm just dive right in. I cannot wait to get on the computer and write. I do maybe a chapter, two chapters, and then by about 4 o'clock, I can't, I can't sit anymore. My neck and back start hurting. But I, ju- I just am in love with the characters, in love with the series. So I, I just it just feels so right to be writing it right now. It just feels great. Is it an escape for you or is it a job for you? Oh, it's an escape. Janice, thank you for your question. Go ahead. Yeah, it's an escape. It, it's not a job. I mean, if you think of your job as something that is a toil or something that you don't look forward to, 
but this is not. This is the opposite. I feel very lucky that I've I have this in my life that I'm able to write these you know silly stories and have fans get excited about them and buy them. You know, it's all good. It, it's just you know, even I always said it this way. Even if there were ten people following this story from you know 2010, that's fine. It's just me and the ten of us will giggle and laugh at these crazy characters. I'm good with that. I mean, I'm, I'm retired. I mean, I, this is just what I'm doing now for, you know, to just entertain myself and keep, you know, keep excited about the work. And are you, you're still excited about the work? Oh, yeah. I love really? it. Absolutely love it. And, okay. Is there, okay, is there going, is there a, and I'm not asking for it, but is there a final book now? Um, I guess once I'm dead. <laughs> I can't no, no, no. I don't want to write it. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to write it and 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 do it posthumously. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay, like yeah, I Agatha Christie had curtain and uh, it's just, uh, you know had. Miss Marple had one, and and Perot yes, had one. Yes, you never one. know. You know, I have to tell you, I I am two books ahead right now. So if I have an aneurysm and topple off my chair, I think a couple of my fans will run to my computer and get it get it out for me. So, um, I I just I tried to end it. I remember there was a book um, called um, Saying Goodbye, and I think it it was only like fifteen or sixteen at that point where the main character was going to commit suicide and that was going to be the end of it. It's really a down period in my life. So obviously the book reflected that period and I was ready to hang it up. I just thought, yeah, where can I go with this? You know? And, uh, he didn't die and I, you know, I'm still here. So I thought, well, heck, you know, if somebody wants to keep going, let's keep going. And then I just stopped writing. I hate to say it. I don't want you to leave. I don't what? I hate to say it. I don't want you to leave. Oh, I don't want to leave, but you know, it's not up to me. <laughs> I understand. Anyway, with all the things going around, it's scary enough. Well, look, but, I just think um, we all know the score now, Bennett. And I think if we if we wear a mask and keep our social distance and wash our hands, and just do some common sense, you know, cleaning. I don't think we have to be fanatical about it, but I think uh, I think it's something that we can all manage. We're not, you know, idiots. We can figure this out. Well, let's say it this way. What I what it scares me is um, they say there's a second wave of this virus coming, and I really don't want to think about it. I really don't. I I, I go read a, one of your books or one of uh, Kathleen's books or somebody's book and escape. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. To escape. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean. I used to do, I do a radio show like this. I enjoy, but I don't, I, I don't think I could do other things. I, I'd love to do a weekly column again, but I don't. But there's so much of this that is, you know, there's, there's no room anymore for anybody, yeah. for anything. Yeah. I know it feels that way, but um, I, I don't think you should, you know, give up doing things you love. I think that's very important just to keep our sanity. So tell me about the new book that you're editing. Yes. It's, um, well, there's, See, I know, there was, I know secrets, don't I? See, I'm I know sorry. secrets all the time. I said, tell me about the book you're editing. And I said, see, I know secrets. Oh, so the um, it's it's going to be there's a actually the big thing in the book is a, a paternity lawsuit between the main character. He had a fling <laughs> in a church <laughs> during his ex-husband's father's funeral mass with his ex-fiancee. <laughs> I know it sounds like a soap opera, and it is. Oh, it is totally. So now that the baby is born, there's you know the big court battle. So that's the book buying time. Is the you know is going to pretty much revolve around the main character who's Mark Richfield and his paternity suit. It's just like I said, it's very soap opera e, but not as much you know where they have oh the character wakes up after a coma. Not not quite that bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's and I, no, I'm but, getting a lot of feed. 
No, I'm agreeing. It just uh, yeah, okay. So how old is this baby now? And uh, I mean, we're talking uh, what six months? I, I think, think it's four months old right now. Four so it's uh, he's been struggling with mediation and nothing's happening. So now he's getting the big guns in to get the court battle. So by the end of the book, it's not a cliffhanger. By the end of the book, you do know which way the judge rules, so I'm not I'm not going to do that to my fans. So, yes, in this book, you Thank find you. out the result. Yes. I are, excuse me. I am one of your fans. So, thank you. Yes. So, yeah, you'll you'll be caught up then once you this I I've got the edits right now. I'm right in the middle of proofing it. So, hopefully I can get it out within I'm hoping a couple of days, but for sure by the 16th, for sure. Okay. I'm going to I've asked this, this and for most questions on this one. How long does it take you to write a book? Uh, about three weeks, I guess. If you know, on a good on a good tear. These books write themselves. I I don't have to like sit and oh my, you know, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? It, they just I can't get them on the paper fast enough. It's just one of those things. So if I do, you figure a chapter is about ten pages. <clears throat> so if you do ten pages mm-hmm. a day, you have twenty days. You have a book, two hundred plus pages. So really, that's that's yeah. it. I, that's why I'm so far ahead all the time. Well, most writers lately are, so I understand. But when you're when you're doing the two, you know, okay, I mean, have you got it? Some authors, and I'm not going to say who, uh, but they have the book planned for six months ahead. You know, not that book, but their books planned for six months ahead. You have what two or three in the in your computer. Yeah. Um, I kind of know where I want them to go when I'm writing something, but I don't think, you know, if I planned something that far in advance, the characters would tell me, nah, we're not going there. It's just not, it's not worth it for me to try to do that. So I just take each book as it is, you know, I write, write that book. I don't think, well, next book I'm going to do this. I don't do that. I just write, okay, this is the, where I want the, the characters to be now. And the irony is that because I'm writing it like a TV show, it's it's in time with what's happening. You know, like like for example, it's May was you know a couple of days ago. So this book actually physically is happening in May in California. So the weather is the same as what I'm dealing with, and some of the politics you know again pop up occasionally, but not it doesn't obviously I do not want to write about it. So it's it's very current. So the books that I have coming. You know, one will be coming out in your Father's Day, and maybe a book later it'll be June. You know, so it's I like writing currently. It's sort of everything that I'm dealing with the weather and the fires that sometimes does make an appearance in the book. So it's sort of my life comes into the books a little bit as far as just current events. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path. Uh, we all have fans. I have fans. You have fans. You ever got a fan letter that was a little creepy? <laughs> uh, you mean creepy like uh, sexually creepy? doesn't have to be sexually creepy. It's just creepy. There are some... Uh, I had uh, one gentleman saying, you're going to help me write a book. I said, I am? He says, well, yeah, you're going to help me. You're such a big, famous writer, and you can, you, columnist, you can do this. And that's why I'm asking, did you have no. a creepy? No. And that's, the, that's the best word I've gotten. Yeah, okay. no, I, I mean, I've had some that are, you know, like I said, they get upset a little bit with me because I sometimes put the characters through some, you know, some stuff where they separate or get mad at each other. So occasionally I'll get an email that says, oh, you know, why'd you do that? I'm so angry with you. But no, nothing creepy. I maybe, you know, because I used to be a police officer or whatever, I don't really put up with that kind of crap. So I don't answer them. I usually just block people who annoy me. I don't have the time to go back and forth and chatter. I thank God I don't, I don't annoy you, other than stupid questions I get. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't annoy me. 
you're good how you help authors. Oh my God, you know the the you're I such try, a good influence on us all. I I try very hard, but um, do you find you read other mysteries and other people? Who do you read? Actually, I haven't. I because I'm I'm reading and writing and proofing all day long. In the evenings, I used to, you know, get a couple of books from my friends, and I I just I don't want to read after a while. My I just my head hurts and I get tired, so I don't. I really don't read anything anymore. I used to read like Mary Renault, uh, and Anne Rice, you know, like kind of the big guys. I really I kind of wish I would get back into just reading my contemporaries, but I haven't. I just haven't had the time or desire to read anybody right now. I I just I feel like I'm doing it all day, so I I just want to do something different. And what do you want to do different as in writing or as a project? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like zoning out in front of, you know, crappy TV, <laughs> having a glass of wine. That's kind of what I mean. I don't want to do anything. I think I just, I, I, I may be getting to the point where it's almost exhausting not doing anything. So I'm just writing and then relaxing. That's really all I'm doing. So do you find it's therapeutic? And thank you, Dana, for the question. <laughs> Therapeutic to write? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Completely. It's cathartic. I mean, after I, if I've written, you know, a couple of chapters and it's been like a really good day, it's you almost get high from it. It's fantastic. Well, I yeah, I just you get high from it in in a positive way of course yeah oh yeah you know i think when an artist including like i said music and you know painting i think if you're in the zone and you're just you know you're just absorbed by the sound or absorbed by the artwork you're creating it's an amazing place to be it's such a good place in your head to be there okay do you find i'm being i'm i'm jilted i love you so i can say this um, do you find that you get, uh, uh, okay, have you ever been fan struck by other authors that you're a fan of? Fan struck? I don't know what that means. Means that, you know, you're a fan. Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. Or just, oh, you let no, you... I don't have anybody I feel that way about. No. I mean, I I love my peers. I mean, when I if I go to a convention, you know, I get really excited to see people and hug and you know kiss them. But I I'm not a fan girl. Sorry, not even with like actors. I don't really have anybody. That I'm like, oh, oh. no, it's kind of not not into that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this this young lady asked me the same question again for me. So you mind if I answer? No, go time. for it. Mine is Ray Bradbury. The late Ray Bradbury was a, a wonderful man, and I got the chance to talk to him on a couple of occasions. And he just he thrilled me more than you'll ever know. Well, um, that's nice. well he did. He he just made me. Um, he and I went to the bar at a hotel where a convention was. And uh, I said, I'll have a Perrier. And he says, okay, I'll have a water. And he wasn't trying to be cheap, you know. Their waters are expensive, like $5 a bottle or something. But we talked and, you know, he just, he always was revealing to me, always something, you know, towards the end of his life was revealing things. Hmm. Nothing major, but, you know, revealing. And I always found it just a fascinating thing to just sit there and listen. Hmm. Let, let him let him tell me whatever he wants to tell me. And it's like, Daddy, let me, tell me whatever you want to tell me, Daddy. Mm-hmm. So I just let him. 
And thank you, Dana, again for the question. But that was beside the point. Um, do you ever put current mechanical items? You know, I mean, cell phones, everybody has. But if somebody said uh, there's a piece of equipment now that police use, would you use it in your book or whatever? I guess if it was, you know, something that I knew about, obviously I don't want to write about something I'm not familiar with, but um, I don't dwell on gadgets or anything. So I probably am using the same um, electronics that I know about and have, which probably isn't high tech, I imagine. (laughs) But, you know, of course they use laptops and cell phones. I mean, they're not living in a cave. So, (laughs) yes. But um, as far as high tech police gear, I've been out of the place. Lately, maybe. Lately, maybe they're living in a cave, but um, but you're using all the technology that you know about. Yes, of course. Yeah. You know, it's obviously if if I've got a a character who's like 15 years old, I'm going to have to work on you know their dialogue and vocabulary because you know the kids right now are they're they've got a whole different language. You know, I see their, I hear, you know, listen to them. I'm like, I, can't, I need subtitles. I can't even understand what they're saying. But, <clears throat> I'm, you know, I, I just write what I feel comfortable with. I don't want to, you know, extend myself to the point where people are going to be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so, I, you know, I just, I just stay, in, stay in my comfort zone mostly. Nancy asks, in this situation we are in, um, is there going to be a bigger mystery with things coming up? I don't understand what you're saying, Nancy, but that's okay. It's your question. Yeah, I don't understand what she means either. A mystery with things coming up. Um, if she means with the books coming up, there's, yeah. I guess, always a little bit of mystery. I mean, if I have a spoiler, I don't want to give it away. So um, every okay. book has some kind of unanswered question for the next episode. It's like I said, it's a TV series. So as, as a TV show ends, then you have, you know, that you're interested to see, Oh, is that couple going to stay together? Or is that person going to lose his job? So as you know, those mysteries, yes. Do you find that you want to give a cliffhanger to your audience? Just a um, I do I do on occasion, but it, they're never, you know, like I said about the buying time, the one that's coming out, I didn't want to get it right up to the judge's ruling and then cut it and now have to make them wait a month. I That is, you know, a little too far in my opinion. So I gave them that. But then there's other things that are going on with other characters, you know, which are kind of minor. Those things maybe you won't know until the next, you know, book in the series comes out. But, no, the big stuff I try not to do. Too big of a. I've had a little one. Last book, I had a little cliffhanger about whether or not one of the actors was going to get a part, but that's kind of minor stuff. So, you still love writing. How many more books do you think you have in you? Um, hopefully, there's no limit. I mean, you know, I never thought I would be able to write fifty to sixty books just on the action series. I mean, I'm I'm very close to two hundred published novels right now. I'm. I don't even know how close. I've lost track, but I think I'm in the high 190s. So I imagine in a couple mm-hmm. of months I'm going to have 200 published books out. Oh, so who's so, telling you forward for the 200th book? I don't know. I, 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 ha- I don't even know if I've actually hit it yet. I have to go back and count them. <laughs> I think I'm getting close. I don't think I've quite hit 200 yet. But what I was considering doing is just having that 200th book on sale for two bucks rather than I think I charge three ninety nine, so that'll that's all yeah. I'll be doing. But um, yeah, you I don't. You know, as long as gonna... go ahead. No, I was going to say as long as I my brain still works. I mean, that's the my body's fine. It's my brain. You know, hopefully it stays stays lucid. As long as I can sit and create these stories and they interest people enough to buy them, I don't. I you know, it's not like I'm running marathons. I can certainly do this into my nineties. I hope. And that's not next week, so we're good. Yeah, we're good for maybe three decades or so. Maybe. I I wouldn't say three decades, but I would say about maybe two and a half. 
<laughs> but I think it, no, I just, I just find you, your books sort of dwell and not dwell, but uh, just find a way to intrigue me all the time. I don't know why. I'm lucky, I guess. But your books is, it's not just a police procedural. It's it's human, not human interest, but human interaction. Hey, there yeah. we go. You, your brain, your brain works, but good. But it's human interaction. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's it's the subtleness. I I think um, in the beginning of my writing, I was almost looking for shock value. You know, I don't know why, but I had it in my head that it had to be extreme. Everything had to be extreme and different and and angsty. And, you know, all the books I wrote in the very beginning were sort of like that. And I just have realized if I'm enjoying writing just about life, it's not, you know, it's not the extremes of life. It's just life. If I'm enjoying writing it, maybe that I could, you know, people would enjoy more of of reading it, more of a normal story rather than this, you know, he was writing about people getting, you know, kidnapped and, and, you know, in comas, I don't know what, I just, all the stuff you write, you know, the, the tropes that are out there. And I just don't have to do that anymore. And it's just so satisfying to not have to think, you know, man meets man, man finds a way to lose man or something happens to break them up. And then the men come back again in the end. I mean, that pretty much is all I wrote because it's sort of the, the norm. And I don't have to, I don't have to do that anymore. And that's what makes it so much fun you know, each individual single book has to have this arc, you know, that same arc, man meets men, man finds a way to lose men, man finds man again. I mean, it's just boring to me now. And and that's why, at least with the action series, I have all these characters that, you know, one is a clod and he finds out, you know, that his house may be haunted or the other one is, you know, having a threesome with detectives and another one is, you know, it, it's just so much more fun to do it this way. I have a transgender character who I adore and, you know, all the different life stories overlap. They all overlap, but none of them have that same man meets man, man finds a way to lose man. man. I just, I'm so happy I've gotten to the point in my life where I could just write about these people. That's all. It's just these boys from LA growing up, dealing with getting older, dealing with children, dealing with teenagers, dealing with relationships and I find it very satisfying. But you find it still satisfying. You think you'll find it satisfying in 20 years? I don't know. You know, it's uh, who knows what's going to happen in five years. I think right now I'm I'm sort of living for the day because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And um, as long as I can function and write and get up in the morning and feel enthusiastic and put out a product that gets sold and people are enjoying and giving me positive feedback on, I'm happy with today. And that's as far as I, I, my brain will allow me. Because if I think, you know, five years, ten years, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, everything is so up in the air in the world right now. So I'm just, you know, today I got up and I had, a, you know, I had coffee and I had a good day. And, I, you know, I'm going to write after we finish our interview. So, I mean, you know, I think about today. And then when tomorrow comes, then I'm going to think about tomorrow. Okay. You as we I tried to allude to it earlier. You don't have a final book, thank God. No, not at the moment. I I mean, if I stopped writing, I'd lose my mind. I I can't. I'm addicted. So do I yell, addict, addict? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um. What do you enjoy just about, is it, what do you enjoy about writing? Just sitting there and just doing it or what? Yeah, I think it's the getting lost, you know, when, when I'm on a good tear for the day. I just, um, I can envision this world so well because I've lived it for a decade. And I think, you know, I have a couple of my fans who are really into this series and they um, they feel like they're escaping. You know, they go to this different place. They go to Paradise, California, or Los Angeles, and they experience it, you know, the house, the mansion. They know the rooms. They know the people. They know the smells. And I think it just brings them into this alternative universe so that they can forget 
the day, you know, which is what reading and music and art do. But I just like the fact that they escape with me. You know, they go they go hang out with these guys for an hour or however long it takes them to get through the, the book. And I just love that. I just love that they're sharing this with me, that they're, you know, they know these characters so well that, you know, I, I could put something. We have a group called a call to action fans, and it's where the real diehards, I think, are, are hanging out just because, you know, they want to. They want to discuss it and talk about it, and I just love the fact that they can see they see some of these characters in the future, and they know them so well, they know what I'm going to write about them, but not in a predictable, oh, my God, now we know. They're so excited to see, oh, is this going to happen? I think that's what gets me inspired, you know, ha- having that relationship with these friends and fans who are just as pumped about these guys as I am because I just, you know, in an alternative universe in my head, they're all very real. They're all, they're all there. I, they're very real to me, and maybe I, maybe I need psychedelic drugs or something to go in and climb into these worlds. But they're they're just um, I just love it. I don't think there's anything I'd rather do. Well, let me do a little homework before we continue because I want to make sure because I, if I don't, people are going to get very mad and slap my wrists and be mad at me. On June 11th, on anything goes, Jennifer Chase will be in the hot seat. She has a new book, and she's got a new house, and and her doggy is wonderful. Uh, On the 18th, Paris Alton Bonds, who also has a new book coming up. On the 25th, Dina Remmel will be here sitting in the hot seat talking about her book. And on the 9th of July... Michelle Prince talking about her artwork and all this. And on the 16th, Christy at uh, England will be here. And on the 23rd, Kelly Stone Gamble. So I, I it's been, it's going to be a short, not short time, but, it, you know, we have a lot of good guests coming up. People keep saying, oh, I know such and such. Well, give me his number. I'd love to have such and such on the show. Yeah, so I, I'm not complaining. I just want to make sure that we're all here. Ah, uh, let me ask you: You have two books coming up, or three books in the hopper? I've got one coming out in a probably a week. That's buying time. I've got one that is just a rough draft, and it's uphill battle. And I've just written. I'm on chapter two of Rolling the Dice, which is book fifty nine. So I'm I'm getting, you know, I've I've got probably up to August right now. Okay. Do you like being that far ahead, or do you? Um, do you I like don't like being that far ahead. Yeah, well, obviously, being a book ahead is nice because then my fans don't have to wait like a whole month before finding out about, you know, the next whatever happens next. So I'm, I'm pretty good at getting a book a month out still with them. Remember, you give me the password key so I can get the book out when you are not no longer with us. I hope it won't be for a long time. <laughs> right? I don't know what you mean. You mean when the book comes out, give you the link? No, I'm, I'm going to get that anyway. I'm talking about, God forbid you... Uh, leave oh, the now you're talking if I, if I get an aneurysm and fall off my chair. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get an aneurysm and fall off your chair. Oh, don't worry. Somebody will figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Are you Maybe an action fan, my fun. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, I did not know I that. Who's your book. favorite character? I don't want to talk about it because I've ended up getting into arguments about this. Oh, uh, so okay. I don't. Because somebody will say, you should have that character instead of that. Fine. I don't care. You well, know, I, I do mine. care. He always will be. I know people hate him, but I love him. He's my he's the, my man, Mark Antonius Richfield. I, I don't know what I would do without him. So. He is uh, a son of a beehive. Uh, you can use any term you want, but I like him. Me too. I like I like him a lot, and I Not love me. how you do him. 
I yeah, always think of me. I always think of me like in next to him or whatever. Oh wow! I don't know what I would do if I was next to him. <laughs> uh, probably assault him like he gets done constantly. <laughs> I understand that. I understand. I find it amazing with your work. Have you, Thank you. thought of doing another genre lately? No, not lately. I actually had somebody ask me to write up a short story for science fiction because I have done, I think, three or four science fiction type books. But I just, you know, I want to, I want to follow my bliss. And I know that sounds really like hippie, but I just want to. I don't no. want. I want to follow where my heart is. And right now, this series. It just means the world to me, and I think it means the world to the fans who read it. So I, I don't really want to. I don't want to do anything different right now. If they're, you know, I'm not saying in a year from now, if I unbook like 120, then maybe, you know, I might. But no, I just, eh, no, not not feeling it, not feeling it. I just love the series too much. Okay, Josh is asking, what are you going to do for your hundredth book? Any surprises? My hundredth in the series. Yeah, I'll probably put it. I'll probably put it on sale for a buck. You know what I mean? Just to celebrate the fact that it's one hundred. But I, I'm on, only on fifty-seven or well, fifty-nine. So you're gonna calculate how many more months that is. There, forty-one more months. And you'll figure out when book a hundred is gonna come out. Okay, there are twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six, forty-eight. Kind of a few years from now. <laughs> few years from now. I plan on being around for the 100th book. Yeah, you better be. Okay, I have no choice. I've I've got four people wanting to skin me alive if I leave. So yeah, I, I you have know, five. Lindsay Downs, Lindsay Downs, you, uh, I don't want to go into the whole list, but uh, let's say it this way, there's a number of people that say, yeah, you, I, you're the only show I do because you ask interesting questions. True. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't ask, oh, what's your favorite? I hate this. I had an interest. And they say, what's your favorite color? <laughs> blue. And I smile and say, blue, I'm a boy. <laughs> well, blue, I'm a girl. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's like, uh, what's your favorite color? And I love that. And I say pink. And they're like, are you a little funny? I said, yeah, sure. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that, that's but not a good question for an interview. I know. Well, some of these interviewers want to be difficult. And you just handle it. You just smile and handle it. I don't ask that kind of question. I know the book, no. at least I know the project. Yeah. Um, do you, you're going to stay in the genre you're in. If, if I say the good Lord, you can say whoever you want, says to you, well, I'd like you to do another genre. Do you think you ever will? Um. Well, I have done. You see, that's the thing. You know, I've done shapeshifters, vampires, sci-fi, historical, gay, straight, bi, multi-partner, BDSM. Good Lord. I've done it all. I have written every type of genre. I've done mysteries. I've done suspense. I've done ghost stories. I I don't think there's one I haven't done other than, like, tentacle porn which i find repulsive <laughs> and won't do but i just i've i have if you go through my list it's all there i have done it all i you know over the last 20 years i feel like i've written every type of book i can write that's why i'm so happy where i am right now with the series i don't want to go backwards i don't want to write another cowboy book i don't want to you know write another i don't know nurse book or fireman book i i i've done them i've done them all I'm going to change, not subject, but change. Okay, you did the film of of two of your books. Right. How difficult was that for you? 
Oh, it was murder. It was absolute murder. I don't think I've ever done anything that hard in my life. And I've, again, I've been a police officer and doing those movies took it out of me. I mean, I, I went down to like 90 pounds and I was dehydrated and sick. So, I mean, it, they are very hard to do. Very hard. Okay. The reason I asked that stupid question is Deidre said here, do you think she'll ever do another movie? Well, the reason I won't is because they just get stolen. There's no point. I mean, like I said, there's pirate links by the the hundreds of thousands right now in my two movies. And I just, you know, it's just not worth it. I don't want to make a movie just so it can be, you know, stolen. I'm not going to do that again. But were you satisfied with the final product? Yeah, Not the feeling of it, but the final product. Absolutely, absolutely. I, um, the actors were top-notch. I had, you know, great supporting crew. You know, you've got to realize these things are, are big. You know, you've got a lot of people um, working to get these things done. It's not just three people. There's a whole team. And uh, everybody worked like heck. I mean, we just, you know, had some really top-notch people, my editor, my director of cinematography, they were just amazing. And then without them, it wouldn't have gotten done. And so with the amount of you know, hard work. Wasn't bad either. The what? Sorry, I get to, I get to chime in. I said, and the director wasn't bad either. Yeah, the director of the second the one wasn't bad. That was me. <laughs> the director of the first one was tall. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but the director of the second one kept it paced, and it was done very well. And I was. I had a lot of help. And... Oh, even after doing the first one, you know, I I didn't grasp it. And if I didn't have the support behind the scenes, you know, propping me up to to mm-hmm. show me how to do it, I wouldn't have had a clue. You know, I I really was just so green you know, going into those films thinking that, oh, I can do this. It's easy. It's not easy. It's amazingly difficult. And I probably did a horrible job, but everybody that was there just was so great. They, um, they managed to, we'd managed to make a final, you know, production. And that to me is mind blowing. Um, you know, I'll always okay, look back. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I think they both were very, very good. Yeah, I think well, again, I was lucky. I had, uh, Peter Baroche, my cinematographer, is just was so top-notch, probably way above what he was doing for me. And, um, you know, without him and some of the other people, the editors and the music scores, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how we all did it, but I, I do look back on both of those films, the pride. And, again, since we're going to plug stuff, um, it's, they are on Prime. It's Naked Dragon and Capital Games. You can get them on Prime. Um, please don't steal them. Just click and watch them legally. I think, and I'm not trying to be rude, I think they're like $5 or $10 or whatever. Enjoy them. Spend money. No, they're not even. Uh, you can get them on Vimeo for $1.99. Gone cheaper yeah. than I... Than it's cheaper than a book. Yeah, it is. And it is... It, it, does the book very good. So yes. let me get an update. We we know the next one and the one after and whatever. Do you, which ones are coming out so we can sort of like know? Okay, so Buying Time is this month's release, uh, hopefully by the 16th. Mm-hmm. So that one's coming out this month. Then the one after that is Uphill Battle. That's going to be for July. I don't know the date. Still kind of a rough draft. And then uh, Rolling the Dice is going to be August's release. And again, I've, I've just written one chapter, so I can't, can't tell you much about that one. Well, Rolling the Dice, take them to Vegas. They need a trip to Vegas. I know. Well, a cu- one of the couples did. Did go to Vegas. Oh, <laughs> send them back. Send them. No, just kidding. Roll the Dice. Send them to the Vegas. Yeah. Has the books mirrored your life? Um, yes. They thank pretty you, much wait do. Wait a second. It, thank you, Danny, for the question. Thank you, Danny, very much for the question. Go ahead. Yes. And I'm like sorry. I was saying, not only are they mirroring the topical part, you know, like as far as the weather, you know, the fires that we have in California, et cetera, but they also, if, if I'm in a really good place, they tend to be in a really good place, you know, the characters. 
And if I'm sinking or in a bad place, they tend to drop with me. So, um, you know, I guess that's kind of normal. I imagine authors who write, if they're really not doing well, they struggle. Then, But, yeah, it does. It, it definitely mirrors my, at least my mental attitude, you know, if things are going well or if things are going poorly. I sometimes take it out on my characters. So I imagine that's pretty natural for an author. I know, and what, the crime series, I'm trying to remember the number here. What, you said it was like 25? I'm sorry. The, the, the crime series. Remember? Yeah. I don't have a crime series. I have I, the action series, and I'm doing book 57. I call it action, and you, I call it crime, and you call it action. It's still, it's a crime, and it's wonderful, and there are detectives, and they're, you know, it's a mystery kind of involved and I do enjoy it so you call it action how many you have right now um I've just done 57 is buying time this month's release it's not really a crime drama that's actually not accurate there are police in it but it's it's not it's just a it's romance it's gay erotic romance oh I know it's very good how how uh, I think it's some of the best work around. Somebody's like, it's a gay book. No, it's not. It's more than a gay book. It's a very good book. Oh, no, it's okay. Let's skip that question from that person. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to make, I don't want to answer this. They're gonna, I have a question that I don't want to ask because somebody's Mentioned, put it in my queue. Uh, so you've got all these. Okay. What has there ever been? You, when you said you were down earlier, is there a book you say describes you or describes how you feel? I know they all do. But is there a book that's sort of like is the epitome of your work? You mean that uh, other than the action series, like just a standalone or just all of them together? All of them. You could say um, the action series, you could say the standalone. Yeah, there's one, one book in particular. You. Yeah, there's there's one book in particular that's in my hero series, and it's two in, two out. And it, I mean, it's, um, no, it's not. It's Top Men. I don't even know my own books. It's Top Men. And it, it, it actually describes um, my relationship with my po- police partner while I was a Seattle cop. And it has a lot of the um, calls that we got, the calls to respond, the 911 calls, are actual calls that the two of us went on and some of the antics that the two of us got up to on on the police department. So that one was very close to sort of writing about what actually happened to me on the police. But um, other than that, it's pretty much my attitude and my thoughts, but I don't, I don't like to reveal too much of my private life. I'm, I'm kind of a very private person. But you can kind of read between the lines and figure out where I'm at politically and stuff. I mean, I don't make that a secret. Understood. Understood. It's so. Do you find how long? Okay, we I touched on it earlier. You say it takes you what about three weeks to do a book? Right. Where's your starting? Where's your starting point? Other than the characters, where's your starting point? Well, you know, it depends where the last book finished. As I'm writing, I tend to make notes to the next book if, if I know I'm not going to have enough time to finish. You know, like I don't want to make like a mega book of 500 pages. That's just ridiculous. I usually go to two, 200 plus. And I'll just make notes, you know, like, oh, so-and-so's got to have a movie premiere in that month or so-and-so's baby's going to be born. So, I, you know, I kind of put notes to myself and then work towards those notes. So that's kind of – it just depends where the last book ended. Okay, now let me ask this, and it sounds like I'm being ridiculous. I'm not. Okay, if you could take over anybody else's series or books or whatever, who would you, other than your own? Um, Take over, you mean continue writing it as my own? Okay, when Robert B. Parker died, God bless him, Ace Atkins was 
was finally selected after about 20 candidates. Okay? If somebody passed away and said, I'd like you to write her books. Think of V.C. Andrews, you know. Yeah. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, I, I totally get. I totally get it. I really don't have the desire to finish anybody else's uh, series. I don't feel like I'm equipped to know the characters. You know, like if somebody who reads my books took it over and started writing it, and then I got a chance to read it, I'd probably be very upset and not like anything they've written. So I don't feel I could do that legitimately for anybody. Definitely not. You wouldn't even try? No, um, no, I wouldn't. No, because I would end up disappointing fans, and I no, there's no way. I, I think really, unless you are the person, you don't know where they were going with their stories. You don't. You have an idea. You could guess, but you'd never be right, I don't think. At least that's my opinion. You know, again, I, I just don't feel comfortable that I could pick up somebody else's story. I'm going to say this. It's not a romantic love, but why do I love your book so much? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just glad I think you it's do. The, I think it's I think it's the author, but don't tell her. It'll go right to her head. Oh, I'm blushing now. Always. I get my hug soon enough from you, but that's <laughs> okay. Uh, now, we'll be we'll be talking again because I know you and I talk. We're, we're, we don't talk that often, but we talk like uh, somebody says, how do you talk? I said, we talk like magpies. She's like the sister I never had. Aw. So, you know. Absolutely. That was a compliment. Yes, indeed. Very high compliment. And she knows that I don't ask stupid questions. There are questions that, you know, I'm, I get a, a list of questions from people. And there are some you weed out. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you, it's, it's, I'm not doing a red pen but I weed them out and they suddenly say, well, you forgot my question. And I say, yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't have enough. It looks like we only have two minutes left. We do. And I wanted you to make sure you told them again about all the lovely books you have upcoming to make sure they can buy them at Amazon or wherever. And, right. And, well, and, I have a website. Make you plenty of money. It's www.authorgahauser.com, and if you go to the website, you can see all the books are sectioned in. You know, the action series has its own block, and you can read all the blurbs and and sample chapters, and you can go right down the list all the way to my straight romances. You can my film links are on them. The Vimeo, the um, Amazon Prime, all the links right there for you. You can watch trailers there as well. So you can go to my website, and then the new book is being released probably within a week, buying time. So that will be available everywhere. I don't do Kindle United, so it will be available on Kobo and uh, Barnes & Noble Nook and Smashwords and Google+, Plus, all, all the places you can buy it easily. And maybe she'll take a copy of the link of the show, Anything Goes, and put it up there too, and you can listen to us and yeah, I've got all the this. links so far. They're all on the first page. So make me make me blush now, right? <laughs> make me Listen, blush. I just wanted to, before it ends, I just wanted to thank you for all you do for authors and artists and musicians. Very much appreciated, Bennett. It, it is my pleasure more than you'll know. Uh, let me just do a quick bit of, I did it before, I'm going to do it again. I know I'm stupid that way. Next, on June 11th, Jennifer Chase is in the hot seat, and she's got a new book. On the 18th, Paris Alton Bonds would be a hit on the 18th. On the 25th, Dina Remo, and on the 9th, Michelle Prince. So, you know, we're not doing anything the next week's. And we'd love to hear you visit and talk and give your opinions and everything else. The chat room is usually open, and I'm ready to listen to all your comments. 
and commentaries. So good night. Be well. Goodbye. Thank Fly you. right. Stay inside and be healthy. You okay? too. Take care, my friend. Take care. I'll talk to you guys soon. And Miss Hauser, I'll be talking to you after the show. 